On today's show, we're going to continue our conversation about how to properly develop your service technician. Welcome to Cracking the Code, the show that helps you overcome the challenges you face every day in contracting and keeps you on the cutting edge of emerging trends and best practices. Now, before we get started with today's show, I want to share an awesome video with you regarding our LEAD 2020 virtual conference coming up at the end of September. You know, September is always a great time to refocus, and this conference will give you the tools and the motivation to do just that. Make sure you get signed up today at lead2020event.com. Well, you should always go back and revisit decisions, you also can't be afraid to move forward. All great sustainable organizations have a culture of passion, meaning, and purpose. But what helps elevate us to inspire others to be at their very best? is a mirror of the leader. People do not lead jobs, they lead leaders. He told the guy, he said, when you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. Now, last week, Gary Ellick started the conversation about how to develop your technicians. This applies to fresh, brand new techs or people you hire that have worked at other companies. Either way, you have to spend the time to develop their skills while they're working for you. Makes them better technicians, and it helps your company grow in a positive direction. Let's go to Gary right now, and we'll wrap up this conversation. So, that leads us to the idea that we need a benchmarking process. We need to know where I start today. So if I'm starting at, uh, just going back into my baseball days, and so I was running like a 4-7, uh, 40-yard dash. And so the question was, well, I wasn't going to be able to play college baseball unless I got a little faster, a little stronger, developed a better arm, you know, understood a little bit more about the technique, about how to actually get on base, you know, uh, just paying attention to the details inside of that. So eventually you know through weight work and through training and through you know constant practice with coaching with the assessment of the coaching from a technical point of view I was able to run a four or five and I was able to you know get a little stronger I was able to understand how to get on base through bunting and skill sets that were developed over a period of time that started with the benchmarking process that started with a coach saying well this is where you need to be this is where you are if you aspire to do these things, this is the stuff you're going to have to do to get better. So when we benchmark, there are three areas that we need to benchmark you, and these are all tests that reside on the site. So the first one is a technical test. Does the technician actually know how to fix and repair the devices that we have? So that's pretty easy because most of technicians that we have out there, that's really what they're good at. So the idea of being analytical as a social style, 
and understanding how to diagnose, understanding how to go through the diagnostic process of the machines. Um, clearly, we need to do technical training, and we need to have our suppliers. We need to have our service management function. We need to understand the various types of equipment, the tools, and how we're going to actually complete those repairs. But we can do this and mess this up, and we end up with a customer complaint, or we end up with a customer who isn't writing a review about us that's saying, you know, nice things about you as a technician and the company and the brand. So we don't get the referrals, we don't get the growth. So it's entirely possible to do this well and still not win. So the second side of that is what we call the client facing or the social styles. That's your ability to connect. So I've listed out the seven steps of the sales process, you know, which is its own unique video on the site. But the three areas that we're talking about here are propriety, your ability to connect with another human being and make them trust you. That's the idea of competency, but also the idea of likability. Do you like the customer? Does the customer like you? Are you able to smile at them? Do they feel that happy, you know, easygoing personality and social style? Do you understand how to encourage the client? Make them feel that you have this, that you know, you know what the solutions are. You're going to be able to solve their problem today. Are all of those three things in place? So listen. Most technicians, their interest is to go ahead and finish the technical work, and they rarely understand that it's entirely possible for this to be fixed, this to be broken, we lose. It's also possible for this to be fixed, this not to get fixed, and you still win. So you need to think about that. If the customer likes you and we don't actually complete the repair the first time we end up with a callback, it's entirely possible that they will forgive us because we were likable. So likability goes a long way. People buy from people they like. Technicians are going to perform at a higher level if they have that social style. So these types of skills right here are what we call soft skills. And we need to understand that that's practice, role play, what we call real play. That's you working on your technique, your dedication, your desire to change, your discipline to do it, to improve your technique right here. If we do that, that's fantastic. But the first question then is that client-facing assessment. So if you go on the site, there is actually a social styles assessment and there's a customer service assessment, which is basically a, a discussion for the service group to say, well, here's six, maybe seven questions that we want to talk about as a group. What happens in this situation? How would you deal with that? How would you handle that situation? So you have that dialogue as a group and that creates an assessment for whether or not the individuals in our group, one service tech, 10 service techs, 50 service techs, understand what the consequences are of not fixing the client or not feeling that social connection with the client so that they feel good about you as an individual or as a human being. They feel that social connection. The third area then is the selling technique. Selling technique is different in the sense that this is the customer liking us and that's all fine and dandy but if we don't do a good job of asking and checking and confirming the questioning process within the framework of the call what's going on with the uh, total comfort system you know what the customers needs are what their interests are uh, you know the payment money financing the ability for them to understand repair versus replace asking the questions about lifestyle, how they live in the home, areas of hot and cold spots, airflow, humidity control, dehumidification, 
you know, indoor air quality, allergies, you know, children that are suffering from different types of, you know, issues relative to allergies, those types of things. All of that is technique driven. And so that is a selling set of questions and it's a selling process that we need to understand, recognizing that there's an opportunity in some cases, in other cases it's an opportunity to affect the repair, sell the service agreement, which is also a selling technique question. So you know, that's where we come up with our principles, and these are our principles, not yours. I mean, you guys have to develop your own world. But that's where we end up with the 4K, the 4,000 rule, and the 19 plus point rule. So these are technique driven for us to administer the questions and essentially get a technician in position to recognize if it's below price of the repair times the age of the equipment of 4,000 or less, we repair it, get the price, get a service agreement transacted, put them in our marketing funnel. If it is higher than 4K, $600 repair, 10-year-old piece of equipment, that is clearly a repair versus replace opportunity. Either a lead turnover or a selling technician would be able to transact. And that really gets us down to, are you a selling technician? Or are you a technician that isn't really geared for selling, but you, you can create the lead turnovers? And so that is a set of technique and the three Ds that we identify with the assessments. So not every technician is a selling technician. Some service technicians are very well suited for selling. Some technicians are not well suited for that. I'm not well suited to play center you know, for the Toronto Raptors, the NBA champions. This is just not going to happen. So you wouldn't put me there. But that doesn't mean that I don't understand the nature of what that role takes. So I could absolutely have a discussion about how to play the position, even though that's, I don't have the talent to play it you know, particular. So selling technicians are allowed to sell. Service technicians that understand social styles can create lead turnovers. We can either give that to a senior selling technician. We can give that to somebody who's in our organization, like a comfort advisor or an owner that's making the transaction happen. So the assessment process here is about understanding who is capable of doing what and the how of that as well. So how do I sell it versus what do I sell? So selling a service agreement and or selling a lead turnover, are those are the role descriptions that we talked about having the standards in place so we know for sure what it is we're supposed to be delivering. If we don't do this, then the training and development from the assessments ends up being weaker. So the last part of that conversation moves once we have these three assessments done, you know, can we fix it? Do we understand clients? Can we actually transact and sell? Those are three different types of skill sets that match up with talent, the three Ds, and technique. So this is what we're talking about right here. Boom, these three areas right here. Now, the last part of that is the development plan. So let's say that you identify me as a technician that can fix things, but I'm not great at sales. I'm an analytical personality, and it's just not my thing. Well, you can still teach me how to create lead turnovers, which supports the organization's interests. So what we want is we want you to create a development plan. So if you go on the site, there's going to be a set of spreadsheets, and those are already filled out to some degree, but you're going to have gaps. In other words, there's the left side of that spreadsheet is going to show you. These are all the areas that you probably need to train people on. And so the question becomes, what does, what does Gary need trained on? What are you going to do to get me in a position to improve me? 
And then that's you coaching and creating a process where you coach me, you review me, you train me, and you put me in a position where you as an organization are moving me forward so that whatever it is that you want me to do here, here, and here, it is designed and built so that you have a process. This is how you grow a business and you say, well, I have to start somewhere, so I need the structure, and this is the process of development through assessment. You tell me what I'm doing well or what I'm not doing well, and then you begin to coach me, train me, and there's different ways to do that. The easiest metaphor for most of us to understand is this. If you go to a doctor and you get a physical, uh, you know, we're going to talk about a full physical, they would literally put you through a battery of tests. They don't just look at you and say, well, you look pretty good, um, so you must be healthy, so you know, have a nice life. That's not how it works. They're going to put you on a treadmill and do a stress test. They're going to take some blood and they're going to run some blood tests. They're going to ask you some questions. They're going to ask you questions about, well, how are you feeling? You know, do you have anything going on in your world? Is everything the way you want it to be? So they're high gain, open-ended questions. And so you can say, well, yeah, you know, I'm having a little problem over here with my shoulder. I've got some nerve impingement. Well, let's take a look at that. So that would lead to a set of tests that would look, you know, so I did have a nerve impingement. Um, I was doing some weight training, and I probably underdeveloped some muscles and overdeveloped some other ones, and that created this nerve impingement. So they looked at the x-ray, and they said, hey, the joint's fine. You've probably developed some of these muscles a little bit too much, and you've pushed the nerve into the bone. So what you need to do is you need to change the way you're doing things. So the solution to that problem was to change some of the workout exercise and routine, and that solved the problem. But they didn't just say, well, you know, no problem. You look good everything's fine. They went through the process of creating the assessments. So medically speaking, we don't think twice about that. The doctor is a professional. The doctor has this ability to make us feel, hey, you got that medical degree on the board up there, and you know, it says Harvard, or it says Yale, or it says Princeton, or it says whatever. That is a proof of propriety and a proof of excellence. And so they, uh, they, some of them have great bedside manner, and some of them are terrible. Obviously, the ones that have better bedside manner are probably more successful. And so then they are encouraging us, you know, this is what we're going to do. This is, we're going to put you through some tests. We'll take a look at what's going on. So they're following a sales process that then creates the assessments. That's all we're talking about right here is creating a development plan from an assessment based on a set of criteria that we want the technician to learn. And then what we do is we then coach and we move people forward. So I hope that that makes sense to you. What we need is a process, and we need you as a business to understand that that is going to be the cornerstone of the technician selling and communication model. You know, how we speak to customers, what questions we ask, what words to use, what words not to use. You know, the differences between genders, talking to females versus males. Uh, just understanding the dynamics of sales process, understanding the questions, understanding checking and confirming, and all those different things that we've talked about in the various videos. So, Let's go back into the studio and let's debrief. All right, so if you look at this slide, basically this is essentially what I would like you all to do. So the first thing is I would like you to go to the site and I want you to go ahead and create some assessments for your company. So I'd like the technical assessment to be done. I'd like the social and customer client experience assessment to be done. And I'd like the selling assessment to be done. Do we understand the technique of selling? And the second thing is I want you to create a training model. 
your company is going to improve itself if you have a training model and you begin to say, all right, daily training is something that Gary recommends. We're going to do that. So you get everybody in a room and you organize an agenda and you start pushing people forward. Will it be perfect? Probably not. Will you be excellent at it right away? Probably not. Maybe so. I hope so. But the reality is, if you don't do it, there's always reasons not to do it. It's always easier not to do it. It's the same cliche that we've said before. I've heard Wally say it on stage a hundred times. It's not that it's hard. It's just easier not, you know, to, just relaxing on the couch is just easier than getting up and working out. Working out is not hard. Moving to the car and getting to the gym is not hard, okay? But it's easier to not do that. So I want you to understand that creating that training model is going to be a process step, and you have to push forward and do that. The technician training and then ongoing development is key. So daily training, weekly training, monthly training, the assessment side of that tells you where the training needs to occur. Your job, of course, as a owner or a service manager is to grab resources like EGA, Contracting University, grab resources from the suppliers, and push the training into the world of the technician. And as technicians, you need to have the dedication, the desire, and the discipline to say, I'm engaging. I'm going to be better tomorrow than I was yesterday. Then the reviews. I think what you need is quarterly reviews. That's a professional review process every quarter. Um, this is kind of a pain. I just finished my quarterly reviews with some of my people in my companies, the managers that report to me. Those reviews are important to those individuals. They respect and appreciate the feedback. It's also a sign that I am dedicated to them and I care about them because I'm giving them a professional criticism and or subjective comments about how I think they can improve and what areas that they can get better. People don't like doing reviews and they don't like being reviewed, but everybody says the same thing. When they're done, they appreciate the idea that they did it. Think about that for a second. It's like going to the dentist. I don't really want to go. I know I really don't like going, but when I'm done, I'm happy I went. They take care of things. I feel better. It's the process. Number five, daily reporting and matching to the goal setting. I want you to understand that daily training requires some daily reporting. How did we do yesterday? What was the average ticket? What were our lead turnovers? How many opportunities did we have that we sold? How many service agreements did we transact? All those types of things are important. DFOs become a discussion point. So daily goals are daily training. If we do weekly training, then we can do weekly goals and so forth. So match your training and your reporting system to your technician and service business. This is a discipline for the service manager or the company owner. Again, it's not that it's hard, it's just easier not to. It comes down to choice of time, use of priorities, and what you have to ask yourself is, if I follow these steps, will I actually improve and grow the company and grow the profitability? And the answer is yes. And last but not least, the technician ride-alongs. So what I do is I want to ride along with my sales personnel, I want to ride along with my selling techs, I want to have my service technicians who aren't skilled at selling have a maintenance sales tech or a service selling tech ride along with those folks as a senior selling technician and coach people up. The service manager can ride with people and coach people up and so forth. So what I would like to suggest is that there's a lot of effort and a lot of energy and a lot of work in this. However, it produces a huge quantifiable set of results for the service technician and for the service business. So if you're a service technician, and you would like to make $120,000 a year, you can absolutely do that. There is no exception to that rule. You just have to decide, well, what do I need to do to reverse engineer that? What does that look like? How many transactions do I need to make? How many service accessories do I sell? How many lead turnovers or equipment sales do I need? 
how many opportunities do I need to get presented? How many service calls do I need to run? What's my DFO? So go back to the goal setting video. Go look at the goal setting process and those 11 items that we listed for you to track as an individual. Set some goals, create yourself a plan, create an assessment strategy and debrief with yourself and get better. And if you want to do $120,000 or more in compensation, it's going to require some sacrifice. If you don't sacrifice and you don't have the dedication, the desire and the discipline to get better, then you're probably not going to attain those goals. It doesn't happen accidentally. If you look at any successful individual in life, most all of them have gone through that process of saying, this is what I want, this is where I am, here's the path to get there, now I have to figure out how to actually walk that path. Awesome content as always there from Gary, and there's plenty more from him on tech communication, such as the perfect service call, running a daily huddle for your technicians, presenting options to customers, and of course, much, much more. So if you're not a member, click on the Join button at the top of this page, get a free 30-day trial. You'll get access to all of Gary's other videos, along with our full online courses and tons of other resources. Well, folks, that's our show for this week. We look forward to seeing you next week. Until then, bye-bye for now.